being said, would you open up your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 6 through 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 6 through 9. So, we are in the second part of our teaching series, Course Correction, where what we're doing is we're asking questions about God's will for our lives. And we're thinking about how we make choices in our lives. I want today to be about how we can grow and mature in our ability to make decisions. How do we grow, though, when it's becoming more difficult to decide in between the myriad of options that we have? For young people, it's where do I go to college? For people at every stage of life, it's should I date this person? Should we get married? Should we have another children? Should we buy a house instead of renting? Should we get another car? Should I take this job? Should I move to another city? They're offering me more money. So how do we know what is it that God wants us to do? The good news is if you're a follower of Jesus, God will show you exactly what he wants you to do. Give me a second. There will be no doubt in your mind ever about what God wants you to do. You will always be 100% sure, and there will never be any problems or obstacles. And everything I just told you is completely untrue. But this is what many people think. If I'm a follower of Jesus, he's going to show me exactly. In fact, what I want to do is I want to show you a portion of scripture that to me was fascinating. It provided a breakthrough in my life because I've always had this idea. It's always been taught. It's always been preached that God is going to show you exactly, exactly, exactly what he wants you to do. Now, I want to show you a portion of scripture by the Apostle Paul. And if anybody's going to understand what God wants, it's got to be the Apostle Paul, right? He wrote a large portion of the New Testament. He had encounters with God in heavenly places. He started churches all over. So if anybody's going to know what's coming and God's going to give anyone insight, then sure, it's going to be the Apostle Paul. So what I want to do is I want you to watch how detailed he has of an understanding of what's coming in his future. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 6 and following. He says, he says, for sure. No, he says, perhaps. Perhaps I will stay for three weeks. No, no, no. He says, he says for a while, right? Or, or, or so that you can help me on my journey wherever I go. Now, let me insert something here, a parenthetical reference. What really should go in between here and the next verse, wherever I go, is because I have no clue where I'm going to go next. He says, I hope to spend some time with you. Verse 7, I hope to spend some time with you if the Lord permits but I will stay on in Ephesus until Pentecost because a great door for effective work has opened to me. Because no one, verse 9, 
because no one ever opposes me, right? That's exactly what it says. He says, great work has opened to me in Ephesus because no one has ever opposed me. No, he says, because a great door for effective work has opened to me and there are many who oppose me. Perhaps for a while or even wherever I go, I hope, I'm not sure if the Lord permits. There are many who oppose me. Even Paul had no clue of what was to come in his future. He didn't understand the details, and yet he served God in an effective manner. If you feel a little bit like Paul, take comfort in this. God doesn't always show us the future. God doesn't show us the details. Man makes plans in his heart, but the Lord determines their steps. So how do we grow into God's perfect will? We do it step by step by step. See, here's what a lot of you are going to want to know. Right? We talked last week and we said, uh, we talked about the who before the do and the why before the what. A lot of you are going to want to know, what does God want me to do? God, show me what you want me to do and I'm going to do it. But remember this, when you're becoming the right who, the right person, God will lead you to the right do, the right thing. When you're living for the right why, the right motivation, it's easier to discern the right do. What is it that God wants me to do? So the big thought for today, you say, God, show me what to do. If you show me what to do, I'll do it. And God says to you today, I'm not always going to show you what to do. But I'm going to give you the wisdom to decide. Hear this. God does not often show us specifically what to do. But he will give us the wisdom to decide. God will give you the wisdom to decide. I want to talk to you about this big subject. The wisdom to decide. The wisdom to discern. Because wisdom is one of the most important traits that you can pursue from our Heavenly Father. In fact, this is what Solomon did in the Old Testament. And quick lesson, if you're not a church person, when Solomon became king, he was to sacrifice a bull before the Lord and to make something called a burnt offering. And Solomon wanted to worship God with such extravagance that instead of making one sacrifice, he made 1,000 sacrifices. An extravagant act of worship towards God. So if you think for a moment that generosity doesn't move the heart of God, an extravagant move of generosity draws the heart of God. God says, I'll give you whatever you want. Solomon doesn't say, hey, give me riches or give me more power or, hey, destroy my enemies. But he says this, he says, help me be a good king. Give me the wisdom to know right from wrong. Give me wisdom to make decisions that would honor you. And God said, hey, because you didn't ask for these other things, I'm going to give them to you as well. And on top of that, I'm going to give you exactly what you asked for. I'm going to give you wisdom. That's why this is what Solomon said, which is very direct. He says in Proverbs 7, he says, getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. 
So if you ever ask, what is the wisest thing that I can do? What is the most intelligent thing that I can do? Get wisdom. And then he goes on to say, and whatever else you do, develop good judgment. Get wisdom and develop good judgment. For those of you who have lived long enough, eventually you're going to say something like this. You're going to say, oh my gosh, I wish I knew back then what I know now. What is that? You've received wisdom. Wisdom above anything else is more valuable than gold, Solomon said. Get wisdom. God, show me what to do. But God won't always show you what to do, but he'll give you the wisdom to decide. And I'm going to give you three very simple thoughts this morning. They should be easy to remember, and they will help take you into God's will for your life. The first thing is this. It's just simple words. The first thing is this. We're going to walk. Walk. This is what Proverbs 13, 20 says. Walk with who? With who? Walk with the... Come on now. Walk with the... And become... You become wise when you walk with wise people. Then the scripture says this. For a companion of... Does what? Suffers harm. You walk with the wise, you become wise... Companion of fools suffers harm. For example, I'll give you an example. I bumped into this guy at the gym and we were talking. He said, man, I just started going to church. And it's awesome. I made a decision to follow Jesus. And I said, hey, congratulations. That's absolutely incredible. He said, I'm trying to be and do my best to be faithful to God and to get off drugs. But I'm really struggling. So as I'm talking to him for... A while it really became obvious what was likely going on. So I said, hey, of all of your closest friends, how many of them are faithfully following God and not doing drugs? And he said, none of them. They're all on drugs and they're all living wild lives. I said, ding, 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 ding. Here's the problem. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. It's almost impossible to live the right life when you have the wrong friends. Let that sink in for a second. It's almost impossible to live the right life when you have the wrong friends. Walk with the wise and become wise. A companion of fool suffers harm. And I love this imagery. We're told to walk with the wise. In other words, we do life with the wise. This isn't just going up to someone who is wiser than you and asking them for advice every once in a while. It means we're plugged in. We're doing life together. We're walking together. This is one of the reasons why we talk about life groups so much in our church. Because what we need, we need one another to be strong. Where there is a weaker believer, we need a stronger believer consistently attending church for just one hour a week and doing a little bible reading that's not going to overcome the pull of this world toward things that are displeasing to god where well, you're in a work environment where there's so much worldliness and so much sinfulness we need to walk with people consistently who are going to help lead us in the right direction i wanted to be really strong spiritually and I wanted somebody who was able to understand my context. I wanted to be a good pastor whose church reached people who were far off 
from Jesus. So I looked at the people and the ministry leaders and the pastors that I was hanging out with. I looked at the events that I was attending with these ministry leaders. And I realized that their churches only reached people who came from other churches, who were stuffy and didn't care about people who were far off from God. So I sought out people to help me grow in this area. I looked for a mentor who was doing what I felt called to do and who was steps ahead of me. And he and multiple other friends have helped coach me to be a better pastor and to help create a better church experience. I wanted to have a great marriage. I wanted to be a great dad. And a lot of pastors often don't get that equation right. Neither the right marriage or being a great dad. So I found this couple named Dan and Sharon. They're one of the godliest couples that I knew. Crystal and I would go to their group on Wednesday nights. We'd meet them for dinner in their home and saw an example of a couple who truly loved each other and had borne the burden of ministry all while raising three children. And at the end of the day, they still loved each other. They discipled us. They helped us grow in our marriage. When you ask God, he loves to share wisdom with his children. But here's the deal, though. You have to spend time with him to ask him. So where can you get wisdom from him? I promise you, you, can't, you can get it every single day from his word. You can get it every single day from other believers in a life group. You can get it every day by hearing the voice of his spirit. He is the good shepherd who guides his sheep. And I love this. He guides. That means our job is to follow. When we walk with him, he leads us to where he wants us to go. You spend time with him and when you do, he'll give you wisdom. I want to show you an image that I love. Psalm 32, verse 8, tells us this about the Lord. Psalm 32, 8 says, here's what the Lord said. The Lord will guide you along the best pathway for your life. He says, I will advise you and watch over you. I will guide you. I will advise you. I will watch over you. That loving father, loving father, tell me what to do. And he's going to respond back and said, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to give you the wisdom to decide. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to advise you. And I am going to watch over you. The third thing is this. Decide. Ask. Walk. Decide. Now, I like the original Karate Kid movie. And Mr. Miyagi, I like Mr. Miyagi, he says this. He says, Daniel-san, we must talk. Walk on road. He says, walk on right side, safe. Walk on left side, safe. Walk middle, sooner or later get squished like grape. And that's really good advice. Don't be afraid of making a mistake in your life. The biggest mistakes are when you choose to walk down the middle road in your life. Where you choose to not make decisions out of fear that you will make the wrong one. So here's the question. 
how do I know if this is God? Is this open door from God or is it from the devil? Is this desire my desire or is this what God desires? And listen to me. If scripture doesn't give you clear direction, in other words, there are things that God's word says for us to do, and there are things that God's word said for us not to do. There are things that God's word said to us always do. So whenever God's word speaks about something, our job as Christians is to follow what God's word teaches. Wherever there is no clear Moral, scriptural direction, what does God do? He gives you the wisdom to decide. Show me what to do. I love this because God could have programmed you to do exactly everything to the T of what he wanted you to do. But then you wouldn't have had the freedom to love him back. So he chose to love you enough to give you freedom to make different choices with your life so that you could choose him or you could choose something else. So God says to you today, you decide. I trust you. Make the call. Now, you, Pastor Tom, what if I make a mistake? Make the call. In fact, the Apostle Paul, this is what he says one time. He's seeking direction from God. This is what, what he did not say. He didn't say, the Lord spoketh unto me and said, Paul, this is what thou shalt doeth. That's not what he said. 1 Thessalonians 3, 1. He said, so when we could stand it no longer, we thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. What does that mean? It means we thought about it. We considered it, and we thought it best. He didn't say anything. He said, we just decided to make a decision. There are times in your life where you're just going to have to make a decision and get out of the valley of indecision in your life. I'm going to tell you right now, don't you dare think that because I'm a pastor in a church that there are times where I don't know if God's leading or not into something. There are times where I know 100% God is directing us to do that. There are other times where I know that God is saying, I'm trusting you to make a choice. And you make a decision and you move forward. Well, what if I make a mistake? What if I make a mistake? I got something for you. When you make a mistake, what do you get? You get wisdom. Maybe you'll get an extra bill in the mail. Maybe you'll spend an extra semester in school. Maybe you'll get an extra kid. But you'll also get wisdom. God guides you. God coaches you. God watches over you. He gives you wisdom to decide. God guides you, advises you, and he watches over you. And every once in a while, God will speak to your heart. So I'm going to give you a perfect example. I've been praying about something in my heart for a really, really, really long time. See, my wife and I, we were at odds a little bit about a decision to make in our family, right? 
I know what our financial outlook is. So I said to my wife, hey, I think it's time to close the baby shop down. It's done. We shouldn't likely have any more kids because of the financial outlook. And she's like, I just know I want to be a mom again. I just love being a mom and investing into these kids and spending time with these kids. And I love those things too. But I'm trying to operate off of wisdom and say, hey, financial outlook right now into the future, I'd like to cover so many expenses for my kids and right now is not a good time to have kids. And so I've always been praying in my heart. I'm like, Lord, either you provide some way, some shape, some form, or we shut down this discussion completely. So I was talking to my wife last night, and I told her a few days ago, I said, I didn't want to say anything, but I said a few days ago, I was in our bathroom, and I felt God speak to my heart so clearly. And it was funny because just a few days after that, my wife shared with me a story. So I had this thing that entered into my heart. All of a sudden, I wasn't even thinking about it in this moment. I felt God speak to my heart and said, you're not done being a father yet. So I had this conversation in the car with my wife. My wife pulled up this article about fostering and adoption and all this thing. And she didn't know that God had already spoken to my heart. And she's talking about we need to get involved. We need to get invested into this. And God spoke to my heart. If God needs to interrupt your train of thought, God will do it. God will use processes in your life to knock you out of a decision that you're about to make that may not be. How many times do you think I have tried to do something? How many times I've tried to run away from God's call? over my life because I wanted to provide for my family. Guess what? Each and every time, God shut the door. Didn't just shut it. Many times slammed it in my face. And when God wants you to make a decision, God will speak to your heart. Until then, operate on godly wisdom. God will coach you. He guides you. He watches over you. There's, listen to me, there's no way we're ever going to foresee what's going to happen. I don't care how many prophetic words you get. I get a prophetic word that people are going to come from near and wide and far and wide to this church and God's going to spark a revival for this church. That's fantastic. I believe in that word. Did God just show me every step, misstep, and every person that's going to join and all the problems that that will bring and all the good things that that will bring as well before that happens? The answer is no. He's given me a broad perspective of what my future will look like but he's not giving me every detail of how to get there. All we can do is be faithful in the next step. All we can do is not freak out. All we can do is get to know Jesus and learn his voice and walk with him and walk with wise people and surround yourself with people who are pleasing Jesus and do life together with them. All you can do is ask God for wisdom because he generously gives it to all. Make a decision. Well, what if I mess up? Well, mess up. God guides. God watches over you. God is faithful. 
So how do we get to God's perfect will? You served him perfectly in this moment that you're in right now. God, help me to be who you want me to be. So I'll do what you call me to do. Help me to do it the right way. And you'll lead me into the right ways. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the right shepherd that guides his sheep. Wherever you guide me, I will follow step by step by step. Would you join me in prayer?